Before you can create a healthy relationship with others, you first have to create a healthy relationship with yourself. Welcome to Let's Talk About It with your host, Dr. Janie Lacey. Janie is a nationally respected psychotherapist, and on this show, she and her featured guests will help you discover and break patterns in your life that can contribute to self-sabotage and unhealthy relationships. Now, here is Dr. Janie Lacey. Have you ever asked yourself if you can do your life over? That you can do more than what you have done This was the powerful question that Les Brown opened with one of his legendary talks. His point was that what we do in life is only the tip of the iceberg for what is possible for us. He talked about looking at our goals and dramatically increasing those goals and not getting caught up with the how. Then he moved on to say that most people fail in life, not because they aim too high, but because they aim too low and hit. And many don't even aim at all. Today's guest, Monique Jackson, is gonna help you stop playing small and walk into your greatness. She is a celebrity publicist, brand marketing strategist, a TV producer, and so much more. In her 20 years of experience in the business, she has helped celebrity and corporate clients such as Jay-Z, Brandy, Niecy Nash, BET, and so many more to improve their businesses, their brands, and drumroll, their bank accounts. It is with my distinct pleasure to welcome to the show Monique Jackson, who is here laser focused today to help you step into your greatness. Welcome to the show, Monique. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on here today and share with your audience. We are so happy that you are here. You know, Monique, I have heard many entrepreneurs who have successfully maneuvered this world's timeout in 2020 with the coronavirus say in one way or another that it boils down to two things that have helped them not only survive last year, but actually thrive. And they are the mindset and the skill set. And you have helped so many people through the years of being a publicist. So can you start off by just sharing with us some of the biggest mistakes that people make when working toward their brand or business, not only through the coronavirus, just, you know, collectively, we got to take advantage of you being with us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's a good question. Yeah. um, I think that one of the biggest things that I would say is, is that um, it's, it's at any point in, in your career, right? Any point in your business I think one of the mistakes that we often make is not being prepared, not being present, not being willing to pivot and not being always in the pursuit, right? So you need to be able to do your research. People don't like, I mean, let's just be honest. Everyone thinks that you have everything at the click of the button now. Everything is supposed to be at the click of the button, right? So your iPhones, your computers and things like that. And people think that it's really, it's, it's really there. It's there for you to read. But it's not for you to get the experience, right? You don't get the experience necessary. Words do not teach, experience teach, right? So you have to be willing to do your research and have the confidence that it's going to take to go out into the world and best represent yourself. You're going to have to be observant. You're going to have to be flexible. Um, You're going to have to be willing like willing to do whatever it takes, whenever it takes to get it done, right? And you're going to have to always be in the pursuit of learning more, um, wanting to grow more. Because when you when you decide that you're you're not wanting to grow, you don't want to learn, then everything, everything in life stops, right? So you have to have those components. Like when and I think that that's some of the mistakes that we make just as entrepreneurs. And, and, and let's just be honest, 
If you're making it in, in your entrepreneurship life, then you're making it a lot of times in your personal life as well. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what I, what I hear you say, cause I hear oftentimes, especially people who I would consider very successful, they'll always say that you had to do the hard stuff first and what separates those that are successful from those that are not, so to speak, is that people who are successful will do the things that people who are not successful want to do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is true. This is so true. It's like, um, we have to, we have to be committed to the win. And, and I, you will hear me say that a lot of times, right? You have to be committed to the win. Um, there is nothing, um, I, I wish that there was something that we could just kind of sell and bottle up, like here's success, here, take that, you know, here's success, go ahead and sprinkle this and dash that on, like it's some type of recipe, but it's an ingredient that, that not necessarily you're born with, it's an ingredient or a trait that you actually develop again, through experience, through, through having a lot of what you don't want to have, right? Then you decide what you want to have. And then you kind of mix that in with how do I personally get there? And what does that look like for me? Right. And that's the difference between someone really, uh, uh, you'll, you'll hear me use the word win a lot because that's really my theme for this year, especially after last year, my theme is win no matter what. Right. And so, and so, yeah, so I wish that that was something that we could just bottle up and just package up and just go and sell it. I, we would all be millionaires if we could sell success. But and as you're saying, uh, when no matter what, I'm hearing the song in my head. <laughs> what, all I do is win. Right, right, right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, so, so when you said research, right? So mm -hmm. talk a little bit about what that means. So let's say that you're saying that that's a mistake that people will make. So mm -hmm. for those that we need to break it down to fifth grade language, so to speak, right. what is what are they researching? What do they need to find out in order to help them really walk into their to their greatness and whatever that may be for them? Them. And especially with, I mean, you've worked with some big names over the years. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, okay. So when it comes to research, it's first, you have to have some type of idea of who you want to be and how you want to show up. Right. And so that, that's a really big part. Um, a lot of times people are, <laughs> I, I hate to say this, but I'm going to back up for a second. A lot of times people are in this world right now, especially in this virtual world where everything is click of the button, drop of the dime. Everyone wants everything instant. Um, there are a lot of people who are out here uh, using the term fake it until you make it. And they're just, they're, they're forgetting them until you make it part. And they're really amplifying the fake it part, right? And so they are not, in, it's not the imposter syndrome. They're becoming really imposters, if you will, right? And so they're not willing to do the work that it's going to take. And so when I say research, you have to get you a blueprint, speaking of Jay-Z, no pun intended, you have to get a blueprint on what it is that you, what, what success looks like for you as an entrepreneur. And so you have to research those who have come before you and even those who are working alongside of you. You have to research your competitors. You have to be forever a student. You have to be willing, I will constantly say, willing to learn and grow as you go. If not, you'll never, you'll, you'll, you'll lose that glow. You know, you'll, you, you'll lose what, what's so vibrant and um, radiant about you. I think that confidence is what makes people come towards you. And the only way that you're going to be confident is knowing 100% that you know what you know what you know. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, one of the things that, that uh, 
that comes to mind is because I've been spending a lot of time in the club, in the clubhouse. <laughs> clubhouse, right, right. And, and, uh, and I've been listening to some of these pitch rooms. Mm-hmm. And in some of these pitch rooms, in particular one, where people are pitching to try to either get investors or um, partners. And I heard one of the moderators one time say exactly what you're saying. They said, you know, if, if be careful what you tell us because we can research and we can find out things because they were having a lot of people that were pitching to them that were not honest about their business, how much money they made, all of this other stuff. And that's exactly what comes to mind as you're talking about it when you're talking about fake it. You know, I have a lot of people that are presenting things that are not necessarily true and that would hurt their brand. So how are they going to walk into their greatness and really find, you know, I would, I would imagine that would hurt them and it would be harder to come back from that, especially if you lied about who yeah. you were. And you know what? And it's so sad. And, 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 and it's because really it's because they don't believe in themselves. They don't have the confidence to know that all it takes is a little bit of applying. You know what I mean? And instead they deny themselves the opportunity to live in their greatness because they, they, they put all of these stains and create all of this static and the wrong type of energy and vibration following behind them. And even sometimes going before them because of what they said to the last person, you know, you have to be able to protect your reputation at all costs. You know, I know that sometimes I end up in rooms. I ended up in this room with you because of something that someone else said to said about me before I even met you. You you understand what I mean? So yeah, that absolutely. is really important as an entrepreneur, but that is the it's one of the principles that we should be just living through. Like in life, just in general, we should be really utilized like living with that principle of being confident enough to to apply yourself, right? Even if you don't know 100%, apply yourself and put forth the effort instead of denying yourself the privilege, because there's privilege in actually learning and going through that struggle and adjusting and, and reassessing and all of those things. That, that's actually a privilege, because, again, you're getting closer to understanding what it is that you really want and how you're going to show up. You know what I mean? And, and really, you learn a lot about yourself in, in this business, in any business. Yeah. You said it. I heard it. I'm sure someone said it, but I heard it. It's ringing in my ears right now that your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Yeah, absolutely. It's what um, I always say. Uh, I, I, I teach this a lot that it the brand is really the emotional connection that people have with you. Right. There are people uh, just the other day, someone was just asking me this question about, you know, how do how do one brand themselves? You know, and they were asking about, you know, hex colors and logos and and, you know, and I teach all of that, of course. Right. But the most important thing is how do you want people to feel when they experience you or your business? Right. And and because because you and I can be uh, we could end up wearing the same color today on the show. We could wear our hair. We wear our hair similar. Like so we both have on bright colors. We both have this kind of off to the side part. You know, Um, you know, if I was in another room, I would have a stack of books behind me. You know what sets us apart is who we are, what our story is, what our journey is and how we approach it, how we how we approach the serving. Of, of, of how we're going to show up, right? That's what the difference is. And that's really the brand. That's the part of the brand that people marry when they, when they think about you. That that's, that's the part of the brand that gets them loyal and committed to being with you. That's the brand that makes them, that's the part of the brand that makes them really decide 
that they're all in and they're going to support. I don't care if you come out with a book, a shoe, um, a piece of chewing gum. It does not matter. It's because of you. They want a piece of you. And that part makes you invaluable. That popular quote by Maya Angelou comes to mind. People will remember, not remember so much what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And I teach that constantly. How do you want people to feel? How do you want people to feel? We're humans. And so everything that we do is based off of a feeling. It is. Soon as I get on, Jamie, listen, soon as I got on here, I was agreeing right? I was agreeing or disagreeing because that's what happens to us in in our psyche, right? We were trained to agree or disagree right away, right? So in seven seconds or less, I've already made up my mind on whether or not I like you. Now, depending on the experience that I have, right? And how you make me feel is going to really qualify whether I really, really like you, it's going to confirm it. Or it's going to, if I said that, I don't know if I like her, right? Then the experience again that I have, right, is going to determine whether or not I really do or I don't. But right off the top, I said, oh, I love that shirt. And I love, look, look, you have a crisscross type of situation going on too, right? <laughs> so if I reveal to you that I have a crisscross, like, oh my gosh, I love that she wore a bright color. And I love that she's a mom. I can see that in the background. So there's all of these things that I, and like automatically, just because I'm a human, are going to determine that that makes it safe for me, right? To like or to to engage more or or to pursue more. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so those things are important. And that is your brand. Your brand is that you're a classy woman who's a mom, who's very knowledgeable. You know what I mean? Who has power? I see the microphone there. You know, all of those things tell a little bit about who you are. But for me to decide whether or not I'm going to engage, whether or not I'm going to invest, whether or not I'm going to want to do business with you. That's a personal decision. And it's based off of me feeling safe and me feeling good about making that decision for myself. Right. That's, that's that emotional branding that people don't really tap into typically, but I, but I teach my students that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, and going back to speaking about clubhouse, you know, um, one of my, my favorite rooms, um, is a uh, JT Fox is very direct and about his business. I'm not sure if you went into his pitching rooms, but I saw that I read a post by him and he had said, and I caught my eye. He said, mm-hmm. you will lose a lot of friends trying to be successful. And no. that's why a Ferrari has two seats and a bus has 56, <laughs> you know, it's funny, <laughs> but there are so many truths to that. And I want, you know, if you can share with us a little bit about the company that we keep as we learn to stop playing small and step into greatness? Like, why do we always hear that about our circle? And why why is that important? I mean, you work with a lot of different brands and, you know, especially you hear today about, you know, one of your brands that used to work with Jay-Z, you know, it takes like 20 layers to get to him. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, like when I worked with him, I worked with him at Def Jam and it was not that hard. Trust me, I was on flights with him. I was booking (laughs) hotels. I would go check him into the hotel. I was on tours with him. I was part of the makeup that that really, I'm not going to say made him, but I was part of the staff that supported him. Let's just put it that way, right? Uh-huh. I would never take the credit for his talent. But now, <laughs> but now, but now, if I see him out somewhere, it's like, and keep it moving because he's elevated. Sure. And that's what we're supposed to be doing in business, right? But to get back to your question, I think that even when I talk about like those people that I've had the privilege to work with, it's proximity. 
And so people need to understand that proximity is the nearness, right? In time and space and relationships. So that, that <laughs> the company you keep is a vital component when it comes to um, not shaping who you're gonna become, but actually who you are, right? It's it's you understanding, right? You have to understand that the people that you spend time with, the people that you associate yourself with, uh, the people that you know that that you determine that are, I hate to put it this way, that are worthy enough for you to actually stop doing something else and invest in them, right? It says it speaks volumes of how you look at yourself and what you really believe about yourself, right? Um, because everybody wants to be on the winning team. Right. Mm -hmm. And so and so when you talk about that Ferrari, like the Ferrari, I see is a winner. Right. And again, that's my thing. We're going to win no matter what this year. Right. And so everyone wants to be on the winning team, but everyone's not willing to do the practice and do what it takes in order to be a winner. Right. And so when you are surrounded by winners, right, when you're on a team. Um, when you're on a team where you're surrounded by winners, um, here's the thing. You can look to your left, you can look to your right, and, and, and you can pull those that, that inspiration. You can pull that type of uh, influence. You can pull the resources, and you can even inter-exchange the resources. And that's where like the real magic happens, because that's where the elevation starts to happen in your, in your career. That's when, or in your life, right? And that's when you can take a deeper dive into, um, again, what it is that you want, right? And you have to understand that in order to really like sit in the seat next to me in this Ferrari, then you won't have to be just like me. You won't have to want more. You won't have to uh, be willing to do more. You won't have to like, you won't have to know that you deserve more. Do you understand what I mean? And, 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 and that's when, when you know that you deserve more and you're willing to do more at all costs, that's when you really start stepping into your greatness. And so then now, Hey, I can open the door. You can sit in this two seater with me. Right. That that's how, you know, that that's how it works. So eagles fly with eagles. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think another um, comment that I would love to hear from you, and you know, I think what I what I've seen through the through the years and even my own experience, you know, I always say that I was always looking for the cobra to strike, right? But mm -hmm. it was that python, it was the people that were in your inner circle sometimes. I mean, mm -hmm. what's the important, you know, especially with you working with a lot of brands and celebrities, and I and I would imagine this is part of their process, is vetting the inner circle. I mean, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts about that? I mean, how mm -hmm. important is that? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know what, even when it comes to, and I, I say this, like people think that it's the celebrity thing, right? And, and, and so you do go through a different series of vetting. Like, I'm not going to tell any secrets, but I will say even working with Jay-Z, we had several squads of off-duty officers and things like that. I mean, literally, like the way we would lay it out, especially once he reached a certain, um, you know, I won't say the apex because it's not like he's gotten there. I, I keep on seeing him continue to push that thing up and up and up. But for certain artists, right, we had to uh, uh, get certain things in order. Let's just say it that way, right? And so when you talk about the vetting, it's not just for celebrities or a high profile person. That's something that you should just be doing naturally. Like, hey, listen, you clean your cupboards, don't you? 
Don't you go through your cupboards. Like, think about this for a second. You go in the kitchen and every so often you go and you pull things from the back and push them to the front. And then you look at the expiration dates and see what's open and what's kind of stale and doesn't work for you anymore. Your taste palates change. You're on a new diet. You don't cook that no more. That was left because of something or the other for you from when your mom cooked Thanksgiving at your home. You go through your cupboards and clean that out and determine what's working for you and don't work for you anymore. So why the heck wouldn't you do it in your life, in real life, for your life, when your family is dependent on that, when your wellness, your sanity is dependent on that, when where God is going to take you is dependent on you actually cleaning house. You know, it's a good thing every now and again and again and again to do some spring cleaning, not just with your home, but with your soul with your mind and with your surroundings, period, the people that you're in business with, you have to keep them accountable. So they keep you accountable. Right. So you only want the best, the best around you. Best, the best, a players, a players. Yeah. And that, that vetting and not everyone deserves access. People have to earn access. (laughs) And you know, and you know, some people, and this is what makes me sad. Some people never will live up to their potential because they're afraid to say no. And they're afraid to believe that they actually deserve to sit in the room with the people that probably wouldn't say yes to them automatically, Mm. you know? And so, and so that, that, that is really disheartening. And, you know, and I think that we all have to uh, do our checks and balances when it comes to those type of things. We all have to decide that sometimes, even when we don't think that we're worthy of sitting in the room or uh, people like to say, having a seat at the table, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have to say, yes, we do. Yes, we, yes, I deserve this. And I deserve this just because I want it. And because I want it, I'm willing to do what it's going to take for me to pull my chair up to this table. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, some people just, (laughs) there's a lot I can say about that. I'm sure we can have a whole session right on on that topic. (laughs) But that that does remind me that I had seen this viral video by Pastor Ty Tribbett. And it was from one of his sermons where he asked an audience member to step up to the stage and he asked mm-hmm. her if, if she wanted a $20 bill. I remember and that. In the, and in the video, right, he proceeds to fold it. Then he asks her if she still wants it. And then he crumbles it up. And then he asks her if she still wants it. And he puts mm-hmm. it on the ground and he stomps on it. <laughs> and he yes. asks her if she still wants it, which kind of goes to um, the point you were making about not saying yes. But the point that he was making was where, no matter what we put that $20 bill through, it never loses its value. Yeah. So, so what has been your experience with many celebrities you've worked with over the years on using what they've gone through to actually increase their value and elevate their brand and their business. Because right, you were starting to get into that a little bit with sometimes people, I, I hear it as people will sabotage their own success with not saying yes or feeling like they're undeserving, right? right? But we all have that same value. So what are some of your thoughts about using pain into purpose and what you've seen with the brands you've worked with? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm glad that you said pain and purpose. So let's talk about that. So that story, first of all, I'm really familiar with. I've worked with Ty Tribune for a short minute. Um, many years ago, we worked together. Um, I, I was on his team as, as one of the publicists on his team. So I'm really familiar with him and I'm familiar with that story. But I I'll have to say that (laughs) everyone has a story. Everyone has a past. Everyone has dealt with uh, the heartache, the pain, uh, uh, the struggle, the loss at some point. Even a child, right, that is is newly born into this world is is, is struggling with the pain of being birthed out of its, its mother's womb, right? And so... It's not about staying in the pain when you share the story, but kind of using the pain. And like you said, 
here's is using the pain to let people see how it drove you into your purpose. You understand what I'm saying? And, and how the pain has positioned you to win. You know, I, I have my own stories. I'm sure you have yours. And so I, I have to say that no one, no one has ever experienced your story, your experience the way you have, right? And no one's experienced the way I have. No one's lived my life, right? And so that makes me valuable because that means that only I, only I can tell my story the way I tell it, right? Which means that only I can touch certain people in a certain way, right? Which means that, you know, here's what it is. Entrepreneurs, have to understand that they they want to stay in business, right? That's the whole purpose, right? You want to be in business, right? And so the best way to stay in business is to understand how you're going to serve your people uniquely and differently. And what better way to serve them than to be able to say, just through story, without meeting them or whatever, right? Just being able to say that, you know, I, I, I see you. I, I hear you. I, I feel you, right? Um, I am you right? Because my story sounds a lot like yours. But even more than being you, I am hope for you that that you can do better and have better. And and just by sharing your trials, your tribulations, you know, with your audience, then then it it, it gives them what they need. It gives them that, that human connection to someone that really cares. And again, that that that's how you create your tribe. That's how you that's how you serve. You know what I mean? You you serve even before you're selling. You're, you're you're serving, and so I think that that's really, really important. Is just just understanding that no matter how many times you've been crumbled, that there's somebody else that's been crumbled a little bit more. There's somebody else that has a a couple of tears in 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 that dollar bill. You know what I mean? Or in that twenty dollar mm-hmm. bill, mm-hmm. right? So understanding that we all are one, and understanding that no one loses their their, um, their purpose. No one loses their power. No one loses, um, uh, anything. It's the perception and it's what you're telling yourself here is what's going to determine what you believe and how you, how you deliver that and how you show up in the world, you know? So. Absolutely. And I so appreciate you talking about sharing story, right? Cause I'm a big believer that we share our story to inspire other people mm-hmm. that we don't become a victims of our story that we are victors on. Absolutely. And I think um, when people hear that, you know, it reduces shame if someone went through something similar. And then, as you said, relatable, there's relatability. And then that can almost give them the courage that if she went through this, or if someone's gone through something different, that it can give me the courage to, to Absolutely. move through it. And I think that that narrative part is so, so important, which I imagine you work a lot with people's stories. Yes. I mean, that's what, that's what being a publicist and a brand strategist is all about, right? It's all about letting people um, uh, show up, right? Well, so when I meet with people and determine whether or not they're going to be my clients, right? Then I listen to what it is that their end goal is, because I always want to know that. And then where are they right now? And then what's happened in the past, right? And who they think that their ideal uh, customer, client, or what have you will be, right? And then I kind of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of emotional, um, like if you can mix some, some, some emotional uh, parts to that, I would say it's probably a third of emotion. And then it's uh, uh, probably, I don't know, uh, another third of being analytical, and then the other part of it really is, is just really being intentional about what it is that you want to do, right? What it is that you want to do, because 
I, and I might be getting a little bit off track with this, but what I will say this is that when you really believe that you can do whatever it is that you want to do, man, it's so powerful. And, and then you're ready to share that with the world because it, believe it or not, a lot of the celebrities that I work with, I'm up here whispering like they can hear me, right? <laughs> but a lot of the celebrities that I work with are really shy. You know, you think about it. I work with a lot of actors and a lot of performers. And you already know that Beyonce herself said that she has to turn into Sasha Fierce in order to perform the way she does, right? So them as themselves, they're a little bit shy and reserved. And so it really is pulling out those pieces that say, hey, you don't have to be this superstar. Just be human right now. Just be human right now and share your story and take people along the journey. And, and, and trust me, there'll be people, you talked about the Ferrari, but by the time you really take people along on that journey with you, you'll need truckloads of buses to pack mm-hmm. on your tribe and the people that are really taking this ride with you. And that, that, that's the win for any business. That's the win. Yeah. And, you, and you've made it so relatable in a sense that, you know, what you're sharing is whether it's a celebrity or whether it's just someone who's listening to us right now that building confidence and helping people understand their value to go and pursue their win um, has a lot to do with self-belief is kind of what I hear. Yes. Yes. That's the thing. That is the thing. Like believe in yourself, bet on yourself and win at any cost. Let's win. Because you know what? When you believe it, no one else can take that away from you. Right. And it's not believing and then letting them talk you out of it. It's believing believing, believing. Some people feel like it is, oh, I have to see it, then I'll believe it. But it's really the believing that makes you be able to see it. Do you understand that? And so if you're able to really believe it, then you will be able to put the steps forward in order to manifest it, make it come true or whatever. But it's the believing that makes it seeing it. So you cannot let anyone take you into, um, take you out of that belief state. Because then that means that you don't believe in yourself right? You believe and bet on yourself and you will win. Wow. That is just so powerful. You know, what comes to mind is that biblical verse, just about vision that people, when they see it and they can believe it and they can do it. And it's just, um, so honored to have you, you know, as we get ready to, to take a commercial break, you know, here we are with Monique Jackson, just breaking down some gems and helping us build our confidence, helping us to stop playing small and helping us to walk into our greatness. She has worked with some of the largest brands um, that many of us recognize. And um, we have her here tonight to help us walk into our greatness. So we will be right back after this commercial break. Yes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you often attracted to unavailable partners? Feel like you can't stay but can't leave a toxic relationship? Obsessed with thinking about a current or former lover? Feel resentful that you're always taking care of the other person? The Woman Redeemed Therapy Program is for women who want to break free from toxic relationship patterns so they can find the love they truly deserve. This program is a safe, nurturing environment, essential for building self-worth and acquiring the tools to work through challenges and create your best self. We invite you to begin the journey today to start building the new you. Call 407-622-1770 or visit lifecounselingsolutions.com. That's lifecounselingsolutions.com. 
Are you living day by day, nervous, in fear, or constantly feeling overwhelmed? This is probably due to an anxiety disorder. Anxiety disorders can develop from many different factors and can affect each and every person differently. Anxiety disorders can develop because of genetics, personality, stressful life events, and many other reasons. The Anxiety and Depression Association of America reports that more than 40 million Americans suffer from anxiety-related illnesses and anxiety is also considered the most common mental disorder in the United States. You don't have to suffer alone. Call Life Counseling Solutions at 407-622-1770 or visit lifecounselingsolutions.com today. Has your anger ever taken you somewhere you regretted? Have you ever said something in anger that you wish you could take back? Have you ever hurt anyone as a reaction of your anger, physically or emotionally? Let's face it, anger is a part of life. We all experience anger in our lives at some point. The question we need to ask ourselves is whether this has become a habit. What matters is how we deal with it. So call Life Counseling Solutions at 407-622-1770 or visit OrlandoAngerManagement.com today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Let's Talk About It with Dr. Jamie Lacey. To reach the show today, please call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Janie at lifecounselingsolutions.com. Now back to Let's Talk About It. Well, welcome back to Let's Talk About It with Janie Lacey. We are here with the one and only phenomenal Monique Jackson, just helping us no longer want to play small. We all want to walk into our greatness. We've all been through a lot this past year, and it's time for us to step up to the plate. So I'm going to um, pivot here a little bit. Monique, you have a course called, and I like the name, Getting the Press to Say Yes. I like the getting to say yes. So in, yeah. your co- in your coaching, how do you help individuals understand what it means? You were talking a little bit about it before our break, what it means to say yes to themselves first as part of getting the world to see and to hear them. Could you elaborate on that for us? Yes, 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 yes. And I, I'm glad that you get it though too. So, so when I named the course Getting the Press to Say Yes, I purposely put capital Y, capital E, capital S behind it with an explanation mark. And that's because at that point, I had decided that any entrepreneur that I met with, right, we were going to eliminate no's. And it became like a double standard, honestly, because I believe in giving no's, right? Because I have to set boundaries for myself, but I don't believe in accepting no's, right? I believe that that's just the wrong person. It's just the wrong time. Maybe my offer didn't have enough value for you. Um, and maybe I need to talk to your boss. Like I have to figure out how to get to the yes, right? In my life. And so because of that, I'm glad that you get that. So let me just say that. But I do, I teach um, entrepreneurs and experts and even now executives, especially since everything that's been happening, right? How to gain visibility um, that they need in order to grow their business, to grow their brand, to grow their bank account, right? And part of that is, um, is, is the mindset and what keeps you motivated. So the first module that we do the first module we work on is mindset and motivation. And alongside of that, I created a, a 40 page workbook, right? And it's, a, it's all for the students. I don't ask for one 
piece of homework back from that module. And the reason why is because I want you to be able to be transparent as possible with yourself. I want you to take a a deep dive and look at what's been working for you, what's not been working for you. I want you to get honest and I want you to challenge yourself with love, right? To, to, To stop lying to stop lying to yourself, right? <laughs> and so there's a series of exercises that that we do in that module where I pull you behind to the carpet and, and make you see what God and who God intended on you to be, right? And so the great thing about that is once, once you've seen that, once you've seen that part of you, right? You can't unsee it. There's no turning back. Like once you've seen how great, how great you are, you have you have to move through this world accordingly. And so and so it, it it becomes like, yes, I see how great I am. Yes, I know what power is inside of me. Yes, I know what I'm capable of. Yes, I know how to get around this and, and get over that quickly. Yes, I know what's working for me. Yes, I'm strong enough to eliminate what's not working for me. Yes. And so once you move, start moving through that with all of these yeses for yourself. And you know that God's backing you, you know what I mean? Then, then who can say no to you? Who can say no? And then, so then you show up, right? The yes. best version of yourself, the most radiant version of yourself. And then at that point, then you're starting to prepare to like send your message out to the world, you know, via media or whomever else at, 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 at any point in time, anyone can ask me anything about myself. And I'm like, here it is. You know, and so I want to give that to to the students, like first and foremost, get in touch with who you are here and here and, and do the work. That's the problem. People don't want to do the work. You know, that's the only way you're going to get to the yes, because if not, you're saying no, you're denying yourself. I don't mean to keep on going on this, but you're denying yourself the privilege of really getting to know not just the potential because you can dream and fantasize and all that stuff. but really getting to know what it is that you can actually get done, not potential, but actually get done. Cause there's a difference. Potential, you're steady dreaming. It's on your vision board. You're thinking about it. You're hoping you're praying and there's nothing wrong with all of that, but the real results come when you get into the damn work, like let's get to work. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. so yeah. And I'm chuckling a little bit because as you said, vision board, you know, last year I was on Good Morning America and two years before they made that call, it's aligning with everything that you're saying. Two years, I had it on my vision board. (laughs) And I remember one of my coaches asking me at that point, because they were the ones that had connected me and had asked me, did I think I was ready? And at that time, because you're talking about it, I said to myself, well, am I really ready? I had, to your point, I had it on my vision board, but those two years, and, and I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason. I wasn't called until last year because even though it was on my vision board, as you said, I was fantasizing and dreaming about it. I wasn't ready two years ago. So when they did call Monique, it was literally in the morning and they asked me to record that evening. And I was in the middle of teaching an eight hour class for the organization that I work for. And when I said yes, I was ready to go because yeah. along the way, to your point, the mindset was changing when I made that decision to say, hey, I want to be a guest expert on Good Morning America. And, you know, I think a lot of people, not only just when it comes to press and sharing their message, just in general, is that we don't take the time to think about what we're thinking about and how sometimes our thoughts, right? There's research out of the um, University of Cambridge that says 69% of our thoughts are automatically negative. Mm -hmm. So if we don't stop and think about what we think about, I mean, 
think about those kind of thoughts as leading us through the day. So mindset is just so important. And I'm so, and I, and, and I get why you would have it as module one, because how can they move on and do all the other stuff? Because right. we're in such the, um, I'm sure there's another term for it, but you know, I grew up in the microwave stage. So the microwave uh, mentality is that I just want it now without really thinking through you know, one of my coaches called it fruit pickers, right? People are wanting to pick their fruit, but they don't want to grow the tree. <laughs> right, right, right. No, this is true. And even to your point, when you said that we're so, we're so, um, I don't want to use the word negative, but we're such, we're so conditioned to, to think no first, right? Mm-hmm. And it is a conditioning. It is because, you know, you're told by these people who you look up to when you're smaller, right? That are your parents, right? And they're telling you based on all of what didn't work for them and their parents and their grandparents, right? So so they're actually conditioning you to believe, right? That that it's a no. Um, um, when I think about that, I think about the the elephant in the uh, in the circus, right? And I, I, I always listen to Tony Robbins, but just the other night, he reminded me of a story and I'm saying it like we talked, right? Tony Robbins reminded me of a story. <laughs> um, and he was talking about the elephant and how you're in the circus and the elephant is held down by this small rope and a very small stake in the ground. And he talks about how they have trained this elephant. Like the elephant can tear down, like stampede over everyone and tear down the whole tent, the whole park and, and make it unrecognizable, Right. But instead, they've trained this elephant um, from, from, from coming out of the womb. They've trained this elephant when he was younger, how that, that he wasn't strong enough to remove the stake and get away from the ropes and things like that. And so he's been conditioned to that no all of his life. And so therefore, when he grows up and he becomes a strong adult elephant that could do some real damage, you put this small stake in the ground. And you put this rope around them. It's probably no bigger than a damn jump rope, let's be honest, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you put them there and you tell them that that's where you're limited to. That's, that, that's as far as you can go. And, and he believes it because he's been conditioned to know. No, not knowing your power. You understand what I mean? And so, and so that's what we have to do. There's a, there's a term that's called unlearning. And we, we always, as adults... As we're become, as we're young adults, as we're, as we're growing in our business, as we're growing and moving through life, we have to be okay with being uncomfortable and unlearning some of the things that we were taught, because it wasn't our parents' fault. They did what they knew how to do. It's not society's fault that we have become um, so boxed in, you know, um, because of income, because of race, because of location, because of all of these things. It tells us what we're able to do and what we're not supposed to be able to do. And we start believing it because we see proof. And the real proof is this. It it, it isn't. There is no proof. Because if you really did line up all of the people that they said that could not do it and that that have actually accomplished that thing, whatever that thing is, right? There are people out there. You may see hundreds of people in your community that were not able to do it. But then there's tens of hundreds of people around the world that were able to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's, again, that access to that knowledge, being ready to research it, being ready to pivot and being ready to win no matter what. That's that's the answer. Like you have to believe it so that you can go out and go get it. Yeah. (laughs) 
I know I went off. On, <laughs> I no, no, you're good. I was gonna say every time you say that, I keep hearing the song. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna go listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be do. the theme song. <laughs> you and I both. I might have to do a uh, do a little something and tag you on it with that theme. Song. <laughs> That's that, right. Get us get us pumped. That is what it is right now. <laughs> but you know, uh, one of the the key factors that I want to um, highlight, because I think it's so important is that, you know, what I'm hearing you say is like, right, so, so many people are so ready to learn things without really doing the inner work. And that inner work is, okay, I have to unlearn some things before I really learn things where they can set in and become part of my new programming, um, so to speak, to really find that success and to really walk into greatness. Because, you know, that limited thinking um, that we can have is actually what keeps us small from what I'm hearing you say. Yes. Yes. It's, um, it is, it's absolutely what I'm saying. And, 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 and what it is, is this, it's almost like someone saying to you, okay, you want the best result possible, right? And, and you want the best result possible. So you're doing a math equation, right? And you realize that each and every time you're doing the math equation, you are coming up with, I don't know, let's just say, uh, uh, you're coming up with two plus three equals five, right? And, and really you're seeing it for what it is. Two plus three equals five. But the truth of the matter is, is that you're looking at it and you need glasses or you're looking at it. There's something that, 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 that you don't even know that you don't know. And what you don't know is, is that that plus sign is actually not a plus sign. It's a multiplication sign. So it's the perspective that you have about what it is that you're experiencing right now or have experienced. Cause you walk away from that paper thinking that you no, I did it. I did it right, mom. I did it right. And all it takes is, is one other experience. Maybe your mom coming to the table and, and shifting the paper around for you. Maybe it's her giving you your eyeglasses and reminding you that you need to put in your eyeglasses so that you can see it a little bit clearer, but it's all about the perspective and what you're willing to do to change the way you're seeing things so that you can go ahead and solve it the correct way. And, and some people just get frustrated and they burn out before stretching themselves to like go to that next step, right? To figure out what it is. How do I, again, win? How do I win no matter what? Intense the hard stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and I and, and part of that story that you you mentioned and being so important is give us a little bit of window into your story. You know, I saw that you are very public about you know losing some significant weight. You know, and I think sometimes our greatest lessons that we also share with other people comes through our own process, mm -hmm. um, especially doing hard stuff, losing a lot. You know, losing over forty pounds is a lot of a lot of work. So, what can you share in your own journey and and how um, what you've learned to process to help people work on their fitness goals and how that plays into mindset, huh? Because I think a big part of that's with mindset. <laughs> it, is. it is. I'll say this. Yes. So there was a point um, where I was overweight. I had gotten back to what my pregnancy weight was. And what I had to learn was, was that I had to learn how to let go of what wasn't serving me. I had to let go of uh, and learn how to raise my standards, to uh, raise my standards on what I really believed was acceptable for me right? And it had nothing to do with the weight, right? The weight was just how it was showing up, honestly, right? I had to realize that, um, that I had started accepting and, 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 and dealing with food instead of really dealing with what was happening in my life. And um, what had happened was um, a few years ago, I had a son that was six years old that was completely healthy one day. On a Friday, he went to school. 
by Saturday at midnight, I was supposed to be on a flight to New York to work for 10 days, right? I was bedside in ICU with my son, my six month, I mean, my six year old son in a coma, mm-hmm. clinging on to life. And so over the course of a couple of weeks, we finally got out of the hospital. And um, my son had medical conditions that made him uh, medically dependent on certain things in order to live every day. Hmm. About six weeks after us getting out of the hospital, my husband literally said he was going to his mother's house one day. And after 26 years of knowing him, he walked out on me and on our son, right? And so what ended up happening was, was that I end up taking in food, right? For comfort, because I felt like it was too much for me to deal with. The diagnosis of my son, the, the, the upset and uproar of what was happening with my family and my husband, right? And, um, and what I had to realize was, was that it wasn't that God was putting too much on me. It was that I was refusing to accept that where I was, like, and really look at that and then look in my toolbox and start pulling out what I needed to fight this war, right? To stand up flat feet and be who I need to be in order again to win, right? And so it was really about me understanding what was happening up here, right? Um, I thought it was too much, but again, it was, it was me, it was God using my pain to push me closer to my purpose, right? And so the moment that I got honest with myself about what was going on, like in my marriage and in my life, right? That was the moment when I decided to face it, just for, face to face, what I'm dealing with. And then I decided to raise my standards and no longer deal with such. It changed everything. It changed everything. And the weight started coming out. Literally and figuratively. Hmm. <laughs> you saw your worth, and, and it was what I'm hearing. You saw your worth at such a different Absolutely. level. You were saying Absolutely. yes to you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I had to. I had to. And I think that that's the thing, whether it is weight, right? Because sometimes it's more than weight that's weighing you down. Hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's really just figuring out what is weighing you down. And deciding that I need to raise my standards. I need to say what's no longer acceptable. That was it. That was it. Mm-hmm. I wish I had something else to say about it, but honestly, that was it. And you had a, a key moment there that I want to highlight because I think it'll probably set somebody free. And that is what I heard you say is you got out of denial. You started walking in reality, right? So when you were coping and doing all these other things, there's a denial that happens. And I see that not just with women, but so many people that when they, you know, like, for example, with working with a lot of betrayal trauma, you know, I work with a lot of women and men that have experienced affairs and multiple affairs. And one of the things that I will, I will hear a hundred percent of the time is when people will go back, they'll say, I knew something was off. I knew something was this right. But there's this denial, you know, and we, we can use it in many, not just in relationships, but in many situations, there's this denial that we can deny what we feel, what we see, what 
all this other stuff Mm -hmm. and that keeps people stuck. So how can we really walk in our greatness that our own going back to our mindset is Mm -hmm. that if we have to, and I I think a part of that, especially when it comes to betrayal trauma is that if we walk in reality, we also have to make decisions. As you said, we got to do certain things and we got to face it. And as you said, you know, flat footed, I liked the term when you made it flat footed, I was getting a picture. Right, 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 right. right. No, this is the truth. Um, I, I, I often realize that I realize exactly what you just said though too and I and I see it um, with students I see it in my life showing up in other ways too it's the not willingness to to really see things for what they are right being in denial because failure just doesn't happen just like success don't just happen right there are small things that happen that start adding up and stacking up and then it starts to look like failure just like there are small things that you have to do every day, day in and day out to see what success looks like. Right. And so people like to get caught up into the, oh my gosh, I I didn't even know that this was happening. And therefore, you know, no, 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 no. If you want to be honest with yourself, right. If you want to stop self-sabotaging, because you you touched on that a little bit, right. If you want to stop self-sabotaging in life and in business, the one thing, the biggest thing that you have to do is be honest with yourself in all areas of your life. In, 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 in any relationship, in any businessship, in any partnership, in relation with yourself. You know what I mean? Because if you're if you're not being honest with yourself, you will never be free to go and grow. And that's what's key here. That's what's key. That's what life is all about. To go and grow. I like that. Because <laughs> that means you got to move. You got to do something. You got to go. <laughs> you have to. You have to. That's what it is. And that's why they call life a journey. God did not put us here to have an experience that was unpleasant. It's something that we choose. We honestly do. We choose it a lot of times. I mean, there's some extreme situations where we're not choosing. But for the most part, we're choosing. Because we'd rather be comfortable and know what it is that we're dealing with than to be uncomfortable. And the whole thing about it is, is like, quit saying uncomfortable, uncomfortable, right? You should be uncomfortable because you're unhappy, right? And then you should be excited for all the things that are possible, right? All the things that are possible. And I mean that with everything. So if you can just get excited and really trust that it's okay and forgive yourself in advance for whatever mistakes you're going to make, but trust that it's going to be okay because you got you and you're betting on you. And if you really are decided that you're going to win regardless, you got it. You made a home run. You made a home run. Reminds me of that saying that I believe it's from T.D. Jakes that the higher the levels, the the higher the devils, uh, so to speak. New levels, new devils. And uh, what mm-hmm. I'm hearing is that people don't want to experience the newness, so they rather stay with the devils that they know. <laughs> they rather, they rather. I tell them if you want to experience real growth then, I mean, of course, they already know who you are. They already know how to get to you. But I'm going to say it right now. If you're an entrepreneur or an expert or an executive and you really want to experience real growth, just just do yourself a favor and just, I'm going to tell them to follow me on Instagram if you don't mind, right? Yeah, so so please, so we're, we're down, down to our, our last minute. So how can we yes. stay in contact with you? Yes, definitely. I think the place that I end up the most right now for some reason is IG because it's the instant thing, right? So go on Instagram and follow me at Monique Jackson and the number one behind it because there's only one real one. So <laughs> love it. The number one, and 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 it's all there for you. I would love to help you somehow. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much, Monique, for shining the light on how we can stop playing small and walk into our greatness. Yes. 
So in the words of Oprah Winfrey, all of us need a vision for our lives. And even as we work to achieve that vision, we must surrender to the power that is greater than we know. It's one of the de defining principles of my life that I love to share from Oprah Winfrey. God can dream a bigger dream for you than you can ever dream of yourself. So until next time, this is your host, Dr. Janie Lacey. Thank you for tuning in. Let's Talk About It can be heard live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join your host, Dr. Janie Lacey, for another edition of the show next week.